worship class. The rest of us grab our Bibles. Back, um, back to Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. We're going to try to finish that out um, this week. Joshua chapter 1 will begin in verse number 10. It's been actually a couple weeks. We had the missions conference, and before that I was out of town. So it's been two weeks since we were in the book of Joshua. We're doing the um, first sermon, the introductory there with um, Joshua um, talking with the Lord after taking over Moses and um, God commanding Joshua and telling him, just do what I've told you to do, do what the law says, um, stay in the law because I'm with you and you will have success if you do what I tell you to do. And now Joshua begins to take his first steps as a leader. So let's begin reading in Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 10. Then, after Joshua was with Moses, with God, then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host and command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals, for within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. And to the Reubenites, and to the Gadites, and to the half-tribe of Manasseh spake Joshua, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God hath given you rest, and hath given you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan. But ye shall pass over before your brethren armed, all the mighty men of valor, and help them. Until the Lord hath given your brethren rest, as he hath given you. And they also have possessed the land which the Lord your God giveth them. Then ye shall return unto the land of your possession and enjoy it, which Moses the Lord's servant gave you on this side of Jordan toward the sun rising. And they answered Joshua, saying, All that thou commandest us we will do, and whithersoever thou sendest us we will go. According as we hearkened unto Moses in all things, so will we hearken Unto thee, I wonder if Joshua was going, oh boy, as we hearkened unto Moses, we will hearken unto thee. I wonder if Joshua was having flashbacks to the time in the wilderness. But they were trying to be encouraging to Joshua here. He says, according as we hearkened unto Moses in all things, so will we hearken unto thee. Only the Lord thy God be with thee as he was with Moses. Whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandment, and will not hearken unto thy words and all that thou commandest him, he shall be put to death. Only be strong and of a good courage. Let's pray and then we'll get into it. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for today. We thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for the fact that we get to come together as a church and um, try to live for you each and every day. I just pray that you would be with me as I preach this evening, that um, I would not say anything I shouldn't, Lord, that you would speak to hearts here tonight, Lord, that we could learn how we can better live for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As Christians, we should be moving forward. As Christians, we should be constantly trying to live for God, to draw closer to God, to, to um, do what God wants us to do more. We should be moving forward in our personal relationship with Jesus Christ, whether that means we're spending more time on our Bible or we're learning how to read what God is saying in His Word and we're applying it to our lives. And we're doing more and more in 
accordance with what the Bible is saying, that we are growing in our walk with Lord, that, that we're not, okay, now I'm not doing what I should be. We're not starting the backslide, but there is times where we go back and forth. But the goal of a Christian is to be constantly growing closer to the Lord. The goal of a Christian is to constantly be becoming more and more like Jesus Christ. That's what God's plan for a Christian is to be more and more to be conformed into the image of His Son. That's what God wants for, for a Christian. We also should be moving forward as a church. We just had our missions conference last week. We had the flags up for all the missionaries that this church supports. You know what? As a church, it would be a blessing and God wants this church to be grow. So maybe one day we could have not flags on just the walls, but down the middle of the auditorium hanging from the ceiling all over the place. We could see how God is growing the church, that we would see more souls coming, that we would see more people in the pews living their lives and having their lives changed in accordance to God's Word. That they, we can see people who once were lost and now they're living for God. People who once cared nothing for the Bible and now are seeking to please God. God wants to see this church grow. God wants to see our love for one another and our interaction with fellow Christians. God wants to see that become more and more the way that God's Word says. He wants it to resemble His love for us. We are commanded as disciples of Jesus Christ that we love one another. Even as, as Jesus loved us, we should love one another. We should be growing in that. God as, wants His children to continue to grow. But for this church to continue to move forward, it's a wonderful thing to look. Um, just a couple months ago was the church anniversary. And see the video that was played and see the people who are still here but also see the people who have come since the, even the last time that movie was made. And God wants this church to continue to grow. Not only from that part, we can look back and we can see how it has grown, but God wants this church not to be done in the year 2016, but in the year 2017 to continue to move forward. And until He calls us home, God's plan is for Christians to be growing. When we seek to follow God, He will lead us forward for Him. God is never going to say, just, I don't want you to grow anymore like me. I want you to stay still. God is always going to be teaching us, grow more like me. We are to be moving forward for Christ. But we cannot move forward without God. We cannot move forward until we are doing what God wants us to do. And God wants us to continually move forward. But we're here in the, in the um, book of Joshua and the nation of Israel. God had wanted them to go into the land 40 years ago. But they had made some decisions and they had had to wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And so often, what keeps us from becoming the way God wants us to be, what keeps us from experiencing the victory that God wants to see for us is our own decisions. Where we tell God, no, I won't do this. Where we say, God... I, I know what you want me to do, but I see the giants that are in the land. That's what the children of Israel did back in Deuteronomy, or actually back with Moses. In Deuteronomy, he was telling them, this is what you need to do now that you're going into the land. But 40 years ago, they had told Moses, we can't go in the land. The giants are too big. And now, that generation had died off. Moses was gone as well. It was Joshua in command. And it was time to move forward. It was time to go into the land. And the nation of Israel needed to be prepared 
to move forward. Joshua had just spent time receiving confirmation from the Lord. He had spent time with God where God was renewing the promises with him and telling him in verse chapter 3, Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you as I said unto Moses. And God was renewing the promises to, to Joshua and saying, As I with, was with Moses, I will be with you. Only just do what I've told you to do. Meditate in the law. Make it Make it your business to know my law and to do it. And I am with you. You're going to experience the victory. You will see the land. You will see the enemies fall. You will possess the land. I'm going to give it to you. There can be great victory. And Joshua has just spent time with God receiving confirmation. And verse number 9 says, Have not I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. That must have been encouraging to Joshua. Here he was, the new leader. He was saying, and here was the same God who had re- taken them out of Egypt, part of the Red Sea, provided for them in the wilderness, and God is telling Joshua, I'm with you. I'm going to be with you whithersoever thou goest. I'm going to give you the land. And they were finally... At the, not only had Joshua spent that, but they were finally at the jump-off point. They were there just a few miles away from Jordan. They were ready to cross into the land. They were ready for the first time these people were to see the promised land. There was excitement in the air. It, they were, people were, they were ready to go. Actually, the two and a half tribes were the tribe of Reuben, tribe of Gad, and then the half tribe of Manasseh. They had, um, were already settling in their land because they had requested Moses, we want to settle on this side of Jordan. To kind of illustrate a little bit, let's say that this is the land of Canaan. This wall over here is the land of Canaan. All right? Now, ordinarily, they would come from Egypt and go straight into the land, land of Canaan. Excuse me, this wasn't the way I planned it. I planned to have, etc. I planned to have it a different way. I planned to have the platform, the land of Canaan. In my, but I mixed it up. Anyway, let's change it so I can get this straight. The platform is the land of Canaan. All right? This over here is Egypt. All right? That's west of the land of Canaan. Ordinarily, wouldn't you go west to east? You would go from the land of Egypt straight into Canaan. But that isn't what God had the children of Israel do. Rather than doing that, they came here and they went down around the land of Canaan came up on the east side of the land of Canaan. And now they were getting to cross the Jordan from the west side into the land of Canaan. But when they had come around, after the 40 years, the tribe of Reuben, the tribe of Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, what their business was, they raised cattle. And the land on the west side of, east side of Jordan, excuse me, the land on the east side of Jordan over here was great for cattle. And so they asked, hey, Moses, can we, we don't want to cross, the land, cross Jordan. We want to set up right here. And Moses said, that is absolutely fine. So long as you keep your promise and you go into the land of Canaan with your brethren, with the other tribes, and help them conquer the land, so long as you do that, that is fine to settle over here on the, west, on the east side of the Jordan River. And Joshua was going to go through that with them here, and we're going to get into that. 
But what was happening is you got to understand is the rest of the tribes of Israel, they were still living in their tents waiting to get their land. But while this was going on, they were watching the other tribes begin to set up some houses to set up some places for their families to dwell while they went into the land. So they were seeing some of what had been promised hundreds and hundreds of years before finally coming to fruition. There was, hey, this is happening. We're coming into the land. This is exciting. We can see houses going up. We can see families beginning to dwell. God is giving us the land. This is very exciting. But before giving the orders to march across Jordan, before giving the before God was it's time to move into the land across Jordan, there were some preparations that need to happen. They they were needed to move forward, but Joshua wisely spent some time making sure the people were adequately prepared for the journey. In verse number in verse number ten, he says, Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the host and command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals. Now, they still had the manna coming down, but he said, get ready. You need to have um, your water supply ready. Have some extra, if you have extra fruits and vegetables or whatever, you need to have that ready to go for three days. Because in three days, we're getting ready to move out. Get ready. Get your supplies ready. Start getting your house in order. Start getting packed up. It is time to move. So he's telling them, prepare sufficient supplies for the journey. Get ready to go. And he's telling this to the other tribes. Then he has a special message for the two and a half tribes who are over here on the east side of the Jordan. Verse number 12, and to the Reubenites, to the Gadites, and to the half tribe of Manasseh spake Joshua, saying, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord hath given you rest and hath given you this land. You're already beginning to enjoy the benefits of living in the land. We've already fought the battles against Og and against um, the king of Bashan and others in the wilderness and seen victory. You already have your land. You already are beginning to experience the rest and the land that God has given you. All right? You are already doing that. But your wives and your little ones and your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you on this side of Jordan. But ye shall pass over before your brethren armed all the mighty men of valor and help them. The word help has the idea of succor. It has the idea of providing a lifting hand to them. When you're carrying a piece of sheetrock, Brother Mike and I and Brother Jason, we were carrying sheetrock into Union a couple weeks ago. And you know what? It's one thing to pick up one of those pieces of rock all by yourself and carry it. You can do it. But when you have another guy on the other end of the piece of sheetrock, it makes it so much easier. And what God, God was not that he was not able to conquer the land with just the tribes that were going in. He's like, you need to be part of this, number one, because that's what God said. Number two, you need to help your brethren and be a part of your brethren. Be on the... Um, Make this a joint effort. This isn't, well, we've got our land. See you guys. We're going to sit back and enjoy it. No. This was very important. That the, if they were going to move in, God wanted them to do this together. Part of their responsibility of having the land on the east side of Jordan was helping them, their other tribes, their brethren, 
conquer the land. And it says in verse number 15, until the Lord have given your brethren rest as he's given you. Until your brethren can enjoy the same benefits you're already beginning to enjoy, it's not time for you to take a break. It's not time for you to sit back, relax, and just enjoy life after wandering in the wilderness. Now you're enjoying the land. No. Until your brethren get to enjoy the same benefits, I'm not going to teach them that settling on this side of the Jordan was better. No. All of you go into the land, conquer it, and then all of you, as the nation of Israel, as a whole, you can begin to enjoy the blessings that God has given you. And in verse number 15, And they also have possessed the land which the Lord your God giveth them. Then ye shall return unto the land of your possession and enjoy it, which Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you on this side of Jordan toward the sun rising. He tells them, Only after do you fulfill your promises to God, you fulfill what God said, when you, if you're going to settle here, you've got to go help your brothers. Once that's done, go ahead. Enjoy the blessings of God. Enjoy everything God has for you. So this is actually probably Joshua's first commands as the leader of Israel. He has just spent time with God. He's excited. He knows God wants to work with him. He knows God is going to be with him. And now it's time for him to be the leader. It's time for him to step up and begin to give commands to lead the nation of Israel. You think he might have been a little bit nervous? How are these people going to respond to me after listening to Moses? Maybe. We don't know. But we know he had just spent time with God. We know he had just had God confirm and say, listen, I'm with you. Just be strong and of a good courage. So Joshua went forward and he's like, this is what we need to do. If we are going to move forward and take the land that God has for us, if we are going to get to a place where we can enjoy the blessings of God, leave the wilderness wanderings behind, and have the best that God has for us, these are some things we're going to need to do. And you know how the people responded? Alright, Joshua, that's what you said. We're going to go. How do you think that made Joshua feel? He was like, Woohoo, so far so good. Maybe, I don't know. But they answered Joshua saying, All that thou commanded us, we will do. And whithersoever thou sendest us, we will go. Now, um, if you look at it, you can see, is this just the two and a half tribes? No, most likely there's a break here. This is all the tribes coming together. This is, he's talking with all the leaders. Not just the two and a half tribes over here on the east side, but he's got the entire nation, the leaders of the nation of Israel around him, and they say, listen Joshua, we're with you. Where you tell us to go, we're going to go. What you tell us to do, we are going to do. We are going to have complete obedience to what you say. We are going to submit to your authority. Wherever you tell us this is what we need to do, this is what you don't need to do, we're going to listen to you. It says, according as we hearkened unto Moses in all things, so will we hearken unto thee. Now, as I said, Joshua may have been having flashbacks to times where they didn't. Always hearken unto Moses. But they were trying to be an encouragement here. They said, listen, we listen to Moses for the most part. We're going to listen to you as best as we can. 
We're going, in all things, we're going to try to listen to you. We're going to give you the same respect we gave Moses. Moses isn't here anymore. You're our leader. We're going to follow you. And then they say, Only the Lord thy God be with thee as he was with Moses. Now, this wasn't necessarily a question saying, Well, you know, if we feel God is with you, then we're going to follow you. No. They had seen God's leadership in Joshua's life. They had seen God leading Joshua. They had seen Joshua following Moses. They knew that the hand of the Lord was on Joshua. They had seen Moses lay his hands on Joshua and say, You are the leader now. And they say, You're following God. And we're going to follow you. It isn't this, Well, I hope you're following God. It, you know, Well, if we think we're following God, we're going to follow you. No. As God is with you, we're going to be with you. If you're obeying God, we know God is with you. As long as you're doing what the law is, we know God is with you and we're going to follow you. In verse number 18, they say, Whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandment, and will not hearken unto thy words, and all that thou commandest him, he shall be put to death. Wow, that's kind of harsh, isn't it? Is Joshua running a dictatorship here? You don't listen to me. If you don't listen to our boss Joshua, we're going to cut your head off. That isn't the idea here. The idea, the reason why they are so vehement in this and saying, if someone is rebelling against you, he's going to lose his life. They say, Joshua, we know what you're commanding us is from God. The penalty for someone rebelling against God and disobeying the law was death. The someone who refused and said, in the Old Testament times, someone under the law who said, I don't want to have anything to do with, if he was an Israelite, said, I don't want to do it, and totally flaunted the law, he was kicked out of the nation of Israel. Or he was put to death. A child who was rebellious against his parents was put to death under the law. And what the children of Israel here are doing is they're telling Joshua, we believe what you're commanding us is from God. And someone who isn't listening to what you say bears the same penalty as someone who doesn't listen to what God says. They're not saying, Joshua, you're running a dictatorship here. Joshua, um, we're gonna, we got your back, Joshua. Anybody who doesn't like you, we'll take care of. We'll take care of them. No, that's not what they're saying. They're saying, Joshua, we believe you're following God. And someone who isn't willing to submit to your leadership shows they're not submitting to God's leadership. We're following you, Joshua. As you're following God, we're with you. And then they say, Joshua, be strong and of a good courage. That's, that was their goal with this statement is, Joshua, we're with you. We're following you. As you're following God, we're going to be with you. Let's go do this. Let's move forward for God. The nation of Israel could be prepared to move forward and possess and enjoy the promised land By courageously and collectively following God's word and God's man. They could be prepared to move into the land of Canaan. As they were there at the brink of Jordan getting ready to cross in. Very soon after they were going to face the, the raging Jordan River at flood time and have to cross it. They were going to face the walls of Jericho. Where in Hebrews chapter 11 it says by faith the walls of Jericho had to come down. 
And they were, they could be prepared to face whatever unseen obstacles that they didn't even know about yet. They didn't even know what obstacles were ahead of them, all of them. The, which battles they would fight, how they would fight, what, um, what strategies they would use. They weren't warrior people. But if they courageously and collectively followed God's word and God's man, they would be ready to move into the promised land. They would be ready to experience the victory that God had them. They were ready to move forward. They could face each trial by faith and without fear when they simply followed God's word and God's God's man. And you say, great, I see that, Brother Andrew. That's what's there. I see that. But... Number one, we're not the nation of Israel. And number two, we're not ready to conquer the promised land. We live in New York City. We don't carry swords. We're not crossing the Jordan River. We have enough trouble crossing the GW on a bridge every, when you cross in and out of the city. No, this is Open Door Bible Baptist Church in 2016. But if we are going to move forward as a church... There are some lessons that God has for us in His Word. God did not record the book of Joshua just so at each year pastor could hand you a Bible reading calendar to say, you need to read your Bible. God did not record the book of Joshua so we would have extra Sunday school lessons on Sunday morning. No, the Bible tells us that these stories, these even history accounts are recorded for our learning, are recorded so we can know how we are to live our lives today. The Bible says, are for our admonition, for our learning, for our warning. God wants the members here of Open Door Bible Baptist Church to be prepared to move forward each and every year, each and every day, to continue to grow in our service for God. God will build His church, and this church can move forward and enjoy God's best when we courageously and collectively Follow God's word and God's man. When we do what God says, when we obey and when we realize God's man is the leadership God has placed and we follow it, we will see spiritual victory. We will be able to move forward as a church, as a Christian. All right. That's great, Brother Andrew. But what would that look like? What if I'm going to courageously follow God's word? That's a very nice way of saying, do what God says. Just obey God's law. Okay? Just do what the Bible says. If I'm going to do that as a church, if we are going to see victory, what are some lessons from this passage that should apply to our church? What are some timeless truths that we should incorporate into our lives, into our church, as we should move forward? If we are going to move forward the way we should. If this church is going to be moved forward, number one, it requires a group effort. There can't be just one person. You never see a sports team win the championship because one person was up there. I kind of want to win. The rest of the team was sitting on the bench. That never works. With a sports team, everybody, if they're winning a championship, everybody's plugged in. Everybody's there. Everybody's involved. You know, the two and a half tribes already had their land. But they needed to come and help the rest of the nation before they could enjoy. 
their land, before they could experience the blessings. They could have sat back and said, no, you know what, I'm already, I'm already sitting back. I'm working on my house right now. Go have fun. No, it was a group effort. If they were going to move forward, it required a group effort. We have some mature Christians in this church. We have some who are newly saved. But I hope and pray all of us are growing Christians. That all of us, no matter what stage of life you're in, that you're growing closer to the Lord. But some of us may say, I've already experienced that victory in my life. I'm going to sit back and enjoy it. You guys go on ahead and enjoy that. No. If we are going to move forward as a church, it requires collective, everybody involved, everybody on board going on the same mission. This church cannot move forward in the way God desires without total involvement. You know what? We just ordered 5,000 new Christmas tracks for this year. You know what would be great? Is if we had enough people show up on visitation. Or say, you know what, brother, uh, talk to pastor, talk to me and say, I can't show up on the visitations you got scheduled. But this is what works with my schedule. We'll make it work. You know what would be great? Is if we passed out all 5,000 before Christmas. We were able to do that. But you know what, that's never going to happen with just pastor and me going out just by ourselves passing that out. You know what that requires? That requires a group effort of the church. That requires everybody getting involved and participating. You know, church attendance isn't going to grow if there isn't total group, total participation. If one person decides, you know what, I don't want to show up today. Just because, not because you're traveling, you're with work, you're out of town, but you say, I'm too tired to show up today. You know what, I'm just not feeling like it. I don't feel ready. You know what, it's a group effort. But you know what also is a group effort? Is showing up in the right spirit. Showing up prepared to worship God together. Showing up already having spent time with the Lord and prayed so that when we sing the songs, you're ready to participate. When you're listening to the preaching, you're ready to participate. If we're going to see this church move forward, it requires a group effort. It requires total involvement. You know what else is it requires? Perseverance until the victory is achieved. Joshua was telling telling the two and a half tribes, you don't you dare go back and try to enjoy your blessings of your land until your other brothers can do that as well. How many people have destroyed their lives because they wanted to take a break? Illustrations in the Bible. How about David? The kings went off to war. And David said, I just need a break. I'm just going to stop right now. What happened? David and Bathsheba. Happened when David stopped to take a break. We could go to the, um, the world. How many soldiers across the entire world were doing fine until they stopped to take a break? And say, you know what? I'm tired of being vigilant. I just need to stop for a couple minutes. And that's always when they get you. How many times in our own lives, we're, doing, we're starting to get in that. We're re- reading our Bibles. We're getting with it. We're, um, we're seeing the habits develop. We're seeing ourselves, you know what, I've been faithful to church. 
This whole month I haven't missed a service. I haven't missed a day reading my Bible. And then it be, all of a sudden, I just need a break. And then we look back. Whoa. Where did I get here? And Joshua was telling the people, you know what? If you're going to achieve that victory, you've got to persevere until the victory is won. For the Christian, there isn't rest in this life until we go to heaven. There isn't the rest. That we will enjoy the benefits of living for God. But even the Apostle Paul was concerned that he might make shipwreck throughout his whole life. He said, I keep under my body, lest I also myself should be a castaway. He only said, I have finished my course. I have fought a good fight as he was preparing to die. He never said that halfway through his life. He said, he had kept the... Um, the goal in his mind, I press forward to the prize of the calling in Christ Jesus. I run towards Christ. I must keep on going. If, the, if we as a church are going to move forward, it can't be, well, it's time to take a break now. It's got to be a complete group effort. And we've got to keep moving forward until God says, alright, time to come home. Or I'm coming back. It requires a group effort. It requires total involvement. And also, it requires trust and submission to the leadership God has set up. That's what, if the Israelites were going to move forward, if they were going to conquer the land, they had to trust Joshua and submit to his leadership. Didn't they? As Joshua heard from God and tried to move forward and lead the nation of Israel, if they were constantly, well, Joshua, I don't know about this, I don't know about that. No, as Joshua heard from God, they said, we need to follow and submit to your leadership. If the nation of Israel was going to move forward and take the land of Canaan so they could enjoy the blessings, move to where God wanted them to be, they had to submit and trust the leadership God has placed in their lives. In Open Door Bible Baptist Church, in the church, God has set up the office of pastor. That's Pastor Montoro. He is the leadership of this church. And if we are going to move forward as a church, we need to trust and submit to his leadership as he follows God. That's how we move forward, is by following God's law. Collectively and courageously. Following God's word and God's man. Moving forward as a church, we must stay in rank with the Word of God. The idea of that is we must stay in line. You know, you've ever seen military on parade. What would happen if one person got out of step? Throw off everybody behind him, wouldn't it? One person out of step could throw off the whole line. That's why it's got to be total involvement. Everybody in. Everybody following what God has said. God cannot bless rebellion. And an interesting study, I was studying the word rebellion there. That word is used almost exclusively about rebellion against God. Rebellion against God's word. But look what it said. It said, Whosoever he be that doth rebel against thy commandment. They're talking about Joshua. Who rebels against your commandment, Joshua. But that word is used of people who rebel against God. They're saying, Joshua, what you're saying is what God has to say. And for me not to listen to you is for me not to listen to God. Now, 
as long as pastor is standing here holding up the Word of God and preaching and saying, Thus saith the Lord, and it is coming from this Word of God, when we refuse to submit to the leadership of pastor, we're refusing to submit to the leadership of God in our lives. And we cannot move forward as a church. I'm not saying that there's dissension in the church. I'm not saying that there's people in utter, in out and out rebellion. That's not what I'm saying. But it's in the text and I'm going to preach it. That's, what the, that, that's in this text and that's what I have to preach. If I'm going to preach the Bible. And jo- they're telling Joshua, listen, if we're going to follow you, we're, we're, when we follow you, we're following God's leadership. And we have to submit to that if we are going to move forward. This church can move forward and enjoy God's blessed when we courageously and collectively, as a church, follow and obey God's word and God's man. You need to help each other by making this a group effort. Maybe you need to get involved more. Maybe you haven't been involved the way you should be. You and I need to persevere until God calls us home. Maybe you've been sitting out the fight for a little bit. And you need to get back in. You and I need to trust and submit to the leadership that God has placed in our lives. Maybe you need to resurrender to that tonight. Let's prepare to move forward together. If we are going to see the victory that God wants in our lives, the continued victory, what is in the head for what is in the future for the Open Door Bible Baptist Church. We gotta collectively follow God's word and God's man if we're gonna move forward together. Let's move forward together. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. I pray that you would speak to hearts tonight, that you would convict us where we're wrong, Lord, that you would challenge us to move forward for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We'll just take a moment. We won't have the piano play. Just take a moment.